Hey there, I'm Judy Kroon. Welcome to another episode of Laugh Long and Prosper, Shelf Help with a Dash of Humor. And, you know, I do believe that humor is one of our best coping mechanisms, especially when we're facing stress in unknown times like COVID. Today is Monday. That means it's time for just another Mindful Monday. On the phone with me today is Dr. Richard Amaral. Richard is a registered psychologist in private practice with offices in Markham and Whitby. He provides psychological services in person and online to adolescents, adults, and families. Uh, Dr. Amaral has special interests in addictions, anxiety, anger management, stress, trauma, and probably the all of those things we can relate to as we've been going through COVID. He utilizes a variety of evidence-based strategies to help people heal, achieve balance and growth. He's also the author of a book that will be coming out soon called The Promise Wheel, Psychology for Growth and a Balanced Life. Now we're talking about COVID. We are talking about slowly getting back to normal. Mm. But for a lot of folks, what does normal actually mean? And how can we live a more balanced lifestyle going forward, taking what we've learned from COVID over the past year? Richard, welcome to the show again. Thank you, Judy. Great to be back. Thank you. Yeah. So first of all, just on a personal note, I understand that you got a puppy recently. Mm-hmm. You are a first time pet owner. Uh, how do you, I, I've had a dog for years, but I know that uh, my dog Barney definitely get, got me through COVID. Um, how are you finding it with a new puppy with your family? I'm loving it. You know, it's... Um... Yeah, you know, it's been such an eye-opening experience for me. I mean, I've, there's a lot of good research out there that, you know, it's pretty easy to to assess this, but, you know, how animals help to reduce stress, mm-hmm. you know, where they can just attach electrodes or measure heart rate. Someone comes home, a stressful long day, and the moment they start to run their fingers through, you know, dog's fur and their hair and a cat's fur hair um, that immediately there's a reduction in heart rate a calming you know of the, of the brain um so yeah so apart from that though i guess what's been amazing is that i also have two young daughters twin girls are gonna be five years old mm-hmm. and to see um the joy that the dog brings them it's just so unique you know like i they're generally like my kids are always happy and but I see them laughing more happier now with the dog and that's been pretty amazing for me to witness yeah I'm really enjoying that piece is watching the relationship between the dog and my children well you know they say studies have uh pointed out that you have a five times greater chance of surviving a heart attack if you own a dog and uh, oh. for the very basic reason, you probably uh, know this, but, you know, dogs know CPR. They're very smart, especially <laughs> border collies. <laughs> so, folks, get a dog if you can. <laughs> but definitely pets are a, a, a great coping mechanism, mm-hmm. whether we're going through COVID or not. But as we're slowly seeing the light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. with uh, with vaccinations, are you having folks who are saying to you, I don't know if I can get back to normal. What is normal? I've lost perspective. I don't know if I want to leave my house. Do you have uh, do you have clients like that? Yeah, I think, you know, and the way you, you know, what's been so interesting with COVID is um, 
I was hearing things that I wasn't anticipating uh, from some of my clients, uh, specifically around those who already were dealing with high anxiety, especially like social anxiety, where there's this fear of, you know, going out, some agoraphobia, just the fear of open spaces. I had one client who told me that, you know, when back in, in the spring of 2020, when sort of we were under, I guess, lockdown or we were being asked to only leave the house you know, for essential services. Um, I had a client tell me, uh, wow, now others know what I've been going through. Finally, others get it. Because a lot of people initially were very apprehensive, very frightened about, you know, will I catch COVID if I go out? Mm. Uh, you know, they were being very selective about, you know, when they would leave the house and for what reason. Um, but for people who live with high levels of anxiety, especially, you know, like social phobia, agoraphobia, social anxiety, they, um, this has been their reality every day. And I think for a lot, for a few of my clients, they actually felt a bit validated hmm. to realize, yeah, to say, to, oh, now you know what it's like to be afraid that if, what if something happens? Because that's essentially what we're being told. Something could happen if you leave the house. Could... Right. Yeah. So that was an interesting perspective. And it must so, be difficult. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but it must be no. difficult, especially for those people when they have to come out of their house to get a vaccine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's that element. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of those people actually did feel a sense of relief hmm. because they felt okay, now I feel a little more protected. Now I feel a little safer. Now what that will do for their social anxiety, I'm not sure. I think it will, you know, it'll still be there, the social anxiety, and it will still work on it. But it, um, number one is they felt a little validated. And I think it'll, you know, there, there was so much that they've learned that we've all learned that I think it will sort of, again, make it feel a little more normalized. Their anxiety makes it feel a little more normalized. So for folks uh, who are having some issues, um, you know, getting back mm. to normal, and you know what, we're not there, we're not there at normal. We don't know what normal will be, but what are some of your, your steps to sort of move people in that direction? Yeah, I think one of the things I really like when you were mentioning this is, you know, you're saying that when we slowly get back to normal, things are slowly getting back to normal. I think the operative word there is slow. And I would say that's a great word to use as your guideline for how you're going to get mm. back mm -hmm. is to take it slowly. You know, so for example, um, you know, uh, is you just use small increments. And we actually started the segment talking about dogs, you know, mm -hmm. and, and animals. So one thing I'm learning um, in training my dog is, you know, you got to be patient. But number two is, you know, uh, if there's a behavior I want my dog to do, I need to start off in small, small increments. So what that behavior is, what's the smallest step? And then reward him for that. And then see if he takes the next step and reward him for that. And I think we can use the same analogy to help us get back into sort of quote unquote living a more normal life. So for example, if 
And, and I found this with myself. I was thinking, you know, I'd really love to see a music concert in a nice big mm. arena, you know, 70 plus thousand people. And, uh, but even, you know, I, I noticed myself, I was being very, you know, introspective here. And I noticed, I actually felt a bit anxious when I thought of that, when I had that image in my head, like how comfortable will I be in front right. of 70,000 people? But instead, what I'm going to be doing is rather than going to my first concert of 70,000, maybe I go to a small cafe where they got an acoustic guitar player, you know, for 20 people and they're only seating 20 people. Or maybe I start off with a small street festival, you know, where I go and there's a, a few hundred, maybe a few thousand, but we're outdoors and we're spread apart. And maybe I only stay there for an hour or two. But slowly reintegrating yourself back to those activities you used to do, you know, without thought, that we can slowly give yourself time, give yourself a chance, give yourself permission to just like, take it easy, go at your own pace. And so I say that would be probably my advice, to take it slowly, go at your own pace and start small. Now, what do you do about the clients who have had, as you said, in, in, mm. a, in a strange way, they almost feel a bit of validation because it's like, you know, and that's a great point. Now, you know what I feel like. There's yeah. something out there. I don't want to leave the house. So with that bit of validation, do these clients in general, uh, is it easier for them to leave their house after COVID or is it still, you know, is it still going to be very difficult? Yeah, I, I think now again, going back to my uh, that operative word there slowly, I think it's slowly they're going to uh, make improvements because I'll give you an example. You know, I've, I've worked with a few clients where, you know, when, when COVID, um, when we first got, went to lockdown and, and we were all told, you know, wash your hands, clean all your surfaces. Well, for some people who were already worried about being sick, that behavior was just multiplied by a thousand. So now they're washing their hands way more than normal, way, you know, cleaning services way more often than normal. Um, when their children would go out to play, they'd come back and, and just parents getting really anxious and saying, you know, you need to shower right now. So that anxiety just had exploded a bit. Um, but I think what happens is with the vaccine and with the numbers starting to drop, what this does is it gives evidence, it gives proof that that the disease or the illness is sort of getting better controlled and that there's less of a chance that you can get sick. So sometimes recognizing, you know, like these sort of the statistics, you know, thinking of the numbers, trying to take a more logical, rational approach can really help to lessen the anxiety. So I would say, so one thing I do with them is to help them, you know, to think a little more rationally. Okay, well, what are the chances here, given that you've been vaccinated and most of the people in your community have been vaccinated, given the evidence that, you know, there's fewer visits to the hospital rooms, let's just say, then what are the chances that you might be getting seriously ill? You could get COVID, but with a vaccination, you know, what we're finding is that 
there's less, uh, the disease is less intense, the symptoms are less intense. So just using some logic, number one. Number two is, you know, managing their behavioral response. So what I mean by that is whenever we get anxious, whenever we leave the house and we might get sick, our heart rate goes up, we might breathe a little more shallow and rapidly. So, but if we can manage to even just slow down our breathing to, um, to what they were saying, I read something along the lines of like six breaths per minute, that just slowing it down that much, it actually creates a physiological change in the way you think. The brain starts to operate a little more efficiently, a little calmly, and which means that you're going to start to think a little more rationally too. So using the evidence out there to help change your thinking, and number two is managing your, your bodily responses, your physiological responses to a situation can really help to reduce your anxiety. Um, it's interesting because I have to say pre-COVID, I was a bit of a germaphobe. And then mm. after COVID or during COVID, you know, it just, because COVID was obviously so much severe, so, so much more severe, um, certain germs didn't bother me anymore. I remember I was, mm. you know, I was cleaning the house and I was scrubbing the toilet and some toilet water splashed up on my face. <laughs> and now prior to that, I would have freaked out, but mm. COVID taught me to go, oh, it's just toilet. I just swallowed some toilet water. Hey, it's not COVID. What the heck? <laughs> Became very laid back after that. Yeah. So um, it, it did help me a lot. Um, yeah. I'm on the phone with Dr. Richard Amaral. Richard is a registered psychologist in private practice with offices in Markham and Whitby. And um, he works with adolescents, adults, and families. Richard, I'm just curious, uh, throughout covid could you tell me whether um, children, adolescents, or adults, who had a more difficult time, in, in your humble opinion, dealing with COVID? Hmm. Let me think here. Um, I would say, at first, I heard a lot of the parents. You know, a lot of the parents who had, had struggled with it because... Um, not so much also because of COVID, but because of the indirect consequences of having to now work from home. The indirect consequences of COVID, meaning, you know, you're working from home, your kids are also home now, and now you got to manage both. You got to manage your job and you got to manage your, these children on top of a busy household. Right. So I, I think initially my experience was that the, uh, the parents were really struggling and the a lot of the adolescents were just sort of taking it in stride and realizing, ah, I don't have to go to school. This is great. Mm -hmm. But then probably I would say starting early 2021, I've started to see a lot more adolescents who are struggling with it because now you've got these teenagers who, you know, at first, they could adapt. Okay, yeah, sure. I can't go to see my buddy. Sure, we can't play the sport. Okay, you know, I'll uh, take the rest of the season off. But now there's more of this cumulative effect. And so now it's like about a year where these adolescents probably haven't done hobbies. Um, the, you know, they've had to neglect a lot of the hobbies. You know, they have to neglect 
of, they're missing out on the physical activity. They're missing out on the social interactions. So I'm really seeing a lot of these adolescents struggle with just, you know, behavioral, you know, they're starting to manifest a lot of behavioral uh, signs, a lot of behavioral problems. And um, yeah, so I'd say that probably now after all this time, it's more the younger people who are really struggling with this uh, new normal. Well, as we were saying, and, you know, fingers crossed, we are slowly starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I love that, you know, I try to have uh, one or two takeaways in uh, in a podcast for uh, for our listeners. And I really like what you've said. I mean, I've heard that about breathing and slowing down your breathing, but I like the fact that there's actually a number to that. If you can mm. sort of get your breaths down to six breaths a minute, that is mm-hmm. the, um, you know, obviously without any discomfort, um, but, you know, that is sort of the number of breaths that you can sort of strive for just to lower your stress levels, just to do something in that moment when you are are stressing out. Dr. Amaral and his online work, you can check him out on his website, psychologyforgrowth.com. And uh, Dr. Amaral, thank you so much for joining me again. You're very welcome, Judy. It's been a pleasure. Good luck with your puppy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what is the exercise that uh, stressed you out the most? <laughs> when yeah. To teach? What what trick or what exercise? <laughs> Pooping and peeing outside. Yeah. It still is. <laughs> I know. It's getting you better. You know what worked for me, and uh, I'm almost not pooping and peeing, peeing inside. No, what worked for me with my dog was, and I just thought it was a total farce. I read it in Puppies for Dummies, but Mm. I thought, ah, you know what the heck, I'll try it out. The ringing the bell, right? So you put a bell on the back door, you put Mm -hmm. some peanut butter on the bell. Whenever they lick the bell, you let them outside. So I did it for one afternoon with Barney and I thought, yeah, yeah, that didn't work. Do you know, literally the next morning he was ringing the bell to go outside. That's his only party trick. Barney doesn't do any (laughs) tricks, but he does the ringing the bell when he has to go outside. (laughs) Hey, but you get a clean home. (laughs) <laughs> you have a clean home. That's the benefit of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Again, Dr. Amal, uh, Amaral, his website is psychologyforgrowth.com. If you'd like to catch up on any of our other Just Another Mindful Monday episodes, you can check me out at Judy Croon on Spotify and or SoundCloud, or you can go to my website, judycroon.com. Until next time, folks, laugh long and prosper. <laughs>